0: Welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right, Molly Cook. Molly Cook is a Democrat who ran for State Senate District 15 in 2022, and she, she came this close, but I've never seen, I've never seen a candidate who has worked her district the way, uh, the way Molly has, and I've never seen a candidate who has worked Austin. With for her district and for Texas the way Molly has. So I want Molly to tell us what she intends to bring to District 15. Molly Cook, welcome to Politics and Right. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you so much, Alberto. I'm Molly Cook. I use she, her pronouns. I'm an emergency room nurse, community organizer, and Democrat running for Texas Senate District 15. And I am so excited to be running for this again and to be able to bring nursing leadership public health, and grassroots organizing into the Texas Senate.
0: And let me tell you, um, I, I may be a bit biased here, but um, because of your health, your health uh, bona fides, it's one of the reasons why I think more than ever in a state like Texas, a state where, which has the, either the largest or the second largest uninsured uh, rate of people here, I think we need somebody who has seen what it looks like to work with sick people, what, which at some point, every one of us will be. So tell us, first of all, um, why did you decide to run?
1: I decided to run um, for anything ever because of what I see in my patients' lives on a daily basis. There's just so much onus placed on individuals to choose to be healthy. You're supposed to eat healthy and exercise and do all of these things, but in, in reality, We have toxic environments where it's impossible for people to choose to be healthy. And our healthcare system is very broken. It makes it impossible for people to navigate and to prioritize themselves and advocate for themselves. And so seeing that over and over again, seeing the economic patterns, the racial patterns, um, it either makes your heart very small or very big. And I went to school and got that master's in public health to help my heart grow and be soft for the people who are struggling just to live, to breathe, to raise their face, Families in Texas. And um, you just become really acutely aware of the fact that there are small rooms of people making decisions that are affecting all of us and affecting my patients, making my work impossible and making their lives very difficult to live.
0: You know, that is a voice that that I think Austin needs. I mean, uh, the voice that tells it from the perspective of people living it as opposed to a voice that is solely influenced by those who run it. There's a difference. And I think uh, people very rarely understand why our system is so broken, because those who work it, those who live it, are not the ones participating. So when you go to Austin, how are you gonna talk to your peers to bring this reality to them, to truly make a difference?
1: I think the most important thing is going to be making the capital accessible to everyday Texans. And so as much as I can totally go be a voice for people, I'm going to be representing That's the structures that we have set up. What I'm most excited about is finding ways to to remove barriers for people to use their own voices, to organize their own communities and be so powerful that um, the people should be so organized and powerful that it almost doesn't matter who's in that seat. And so um, I will, of course, use public health data and expertise and um, nursing communication styles, right? I take care of everyone. I care for everyone in their hours of need. I love talking to anyone, even people who disagree with me, and I will bring that into the chamber and and use it for the greater good. But I really do want to make things accessible for folks, educate our communities, and remove barriers so that people can get to the Capitol themselves and see and feel what it means to advocate for themselves and to shape the change that's happening in their own backyards.
0: Now, when you go to Austin, you're going to have to start up by advocating for some particular Policy. So let's get policy specific. What specifically are you going to go to Austin and try to get through the Senate and, and, and via, of course, the Congress that is going to make a material difference to every single Texan and specifically Texans in your district?
1: So every one of us, we're in a Democratic primary. Every one of us wants Medicaid expansion. We want abortion legalized. We want to fully fund public schools. We want common sense safety firearm reforms. Um, So what I want to talk about a little bit is is kind of my own niche, and that's transportation. And I want to pick up right where we left off at the end of last session, where we left off from the session before, and work on a constitutional amendment that would allow TxDOT to spend money on anything other than roads. So Texas is the only state without dedicated public transit funding, the only state without dedicated public transit funding, I mean, the only state out of 50, we have five major urban areas where folks absolutely rely on public transit, absolutely rely on active transportation to get to and from work, medical appointments, school, whatever it is. And we are not funding those systems. And those systems will make transportation safer for everybody in our state, Um, We'll make regional mobility more efficient. We'll provide economic opportunity to folks who can't afford to own a car, which we know costs around $10,000 a year. So we desperately need for TxDOT's hands to be untied. Right now, all three buckets of pertinent revenue that TxDOT uses to build transportation facilities are completely dedicated to highway and highway widening projects. We know a highway widening project has never worked to relieve traffic meaningfully over time and it damages communities, makes flooding, air pollution, traffic, noise, all of that worse. And so we need a champion in the Senate to go say, hey, you know, we got a hearing on this bill two times in a row, but we need to really run with it and make sure that everybody understands that we're not talking about um, we're really not talking about anything radical. <laughs> we're just talking about letting dot engineers be creative and create choice and opportunity for Texans.
0: Now, you are in Austin and, you know, I've been following you on Twitter and elsewhere. You've been working those halls on this issue. Um, how successful uh, were you and what needs to be done?
1: Good question. And in Texas, especially as a Democrat or especially as somebody who prefers um, life-saving or progressive policies, right, we kind of have to, we have to take our wins where we can sometimes. And we did get a couple of hearings last year um, during the session, and that was a big deal for Democrats. We we were not um, getting the hearings that we deserved and needed for the policies that we care about. And we were able to show up with big groups and able to um, make our voices heard and, and push the needle a little bit. There was seemed to be a little more understanding from the leadership in both the Senate and the House that, hey, you know, TxDOT's hands really are tied, um, that this is not actually very functional, and we need to be thinking about spending differently and even saw a couple of Republicans asking for more transparency and how TxDOT sort of makes its decisions and prioritizes um, where the funding goes and how they plan on their, on their UTP, their 10-year plan. So I would say it was very successful. We also brought a group of 70 folks from Houston at one point um, and gathered people from all across the entire state. And we were able to have language translation on that trip. We provided meals, childcare care stipends. Um, it made it very accessible to people. And so we were able to go around the Capitol and have people who are experiencing the fallout of these policies actually talking directly to their legislators and their staff. So I think that was a wild success. Now, did um, did we pass a giant bill that stops highway widenings? No, of course not. And we're going to keep working on it. And there's going to be work that happens inside the Capitol, which hopefully we'll have a champion in there to do that work, um, but also the work outside the Capitol to make sure folks really understand um, the issue, how to plug in and how they can they can start to force that change to happen.
0: Were you living in Austin then because I just saw you continuously on on the uh <laughs> on the floor out there.
1: <laughs> no, I was I'm so proud of 2023 was such a big year. Um I was working at the hospital 2 days a week. I was running the Prop B campaign with my teammates at home in Harris County and then we were also I was also at the Capitol about 2 days a week as well. So it was a really big year.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was, that, was, that was a lot of work. I'm glad you had all that energy to do all of that. And that's hey, folks, that's why we need the youth young people running these running <laughs> running Austin because what we need in Texas needs a hell of a lot of work and a hell of a lot of energy anyway um let me know what you're going what's the first thing you're gonna do you're gonna jump into into that Senate you're gonna have Patrick that's gonna hit that gavel what's the first thing that you're gonna do
1: I think the most important thing is to find somewhere that I can get along with Republicans, mm. extend a hand and say, I want to work on this.
0: Hold and on a second. Where, where is that place that you think you can get to work with Republicans?
1: One good example is um, legalizing fentanyl testing strips. Gotcha. So that's a that's a Tom Oliverson policy. It's a, you know, a bunch of Republicans were on that last time. Um, and I have found wherever I am working with a community that I don't belong to, the most important thing is to show up and offer a helping hand where you can, right? And demonstrate that we want to save lives. Yes, I want to make radical change. We all do, but we want to save lives. And so it's important to find where we can work together. Last session, that was HB 2071. And I walked in day one to work with Court Gates, Chaton on um, a bill that did eventually pass and will impact the stock of affordable housing and will save Harris County billions of dollars over the next 20 years. And so there are going to be opportunities like that. The second thing I want to do is look for the opportunities for bipartisan statewide organizing. And I think that that is transportation, Medicaid expansion, and um. Public education. We've just seen, we've just seen that those tend to cross the aisles. Um, and the last thing I want to do is find out exactly where the abortion organizing is happening and how we can start to turn out every single Democrat in our state to fight for our right to abortion back and reproductive health care in general. Um, but I think that those are going to be kind of the, the three-pronged approach and and how we should show up and start to really make radical change in all of our communities.
0: Rarely do you find somebody that has all these uh these items ticked off that they that that, that, that they want to do right away. I, I think I think that is great as far as your community is concerned. How is your campaign in going? You have it's it's a pretty darn full race with a few uh, people that's been there before. Um, how is the race going?
1: Uh, how are you doing? It's going exceptionally well. I am so proud of the team. I'm so happy with the work. I keep telling people I get that feeling, oh, I must have forgotten something. And we didn't. It's just going really well. Um, And so I'm really, really proud of the campaign that we've run. And this time we've we've outraised what we raised last time. We've outspent what we spent last time. We are reaching voters. Um, We're on the doors, on the phones. We're using digital ads, the digital ad that we released seconds. So you can look at it on our YouTube page. It's just fantastic. It really communicates the urgency and the importance of having a nurse in this seat. And then the last thing I'll say is what's difficult in a six way primary is finding how are you different. Different. That's what we've been asked in every single interview is what makes you different. And for us, it's very easy to say it's nursing. It's that I've had an abortion, that I'm a bisexual woman, and I'm an organizer. And I've been doing this work, been turning out voters, been moving the needle, been passing policies. And I'm really, really proud to be able to make that distinction in a, in a crowd of candidates.
0: Molly, what would you have liked me to ask you that I didn't? And you, you, you've talked to me before, so you know that was coming.
1: <laughs> Just how to get involved. Uh, We need help these last couple of weeks. We are still knocking doors. We're still talking to voters. Some people who who still don't know that there's a Democratic primary happening, even even reliable Mm -hmm. voters where there's so much voter suppression in this state. There's so much apathy. We absolutely need help making sure that folks know that there's an election, how they vote, Um, So you can go to at Molly for Texas on any social media platform, mollyfortexas.com. Look us up, send us a message, come help us reach people. And um, I promise you that you're going to make some friends and make some change and, and have a great time.
0: Molly Cook, Democratic candidate for state Senate District 15. Thank you so kindly for having been on Politics Done Right.
1: Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity.